Morning Liberty. Well, what's going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to the most perfect show ever from Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know. Uh, Refreshed and feeling well this morning, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Probably because the dinner you had last night was a good time, wasn't it? It was. It was a good time. We went and hung out with Magoo, who we know through the Patreon group. Yes. So there's a special perk you guys can get. We went to one of our favorite places in uh, Mount Juliet, hung out last night. I, I watched. Wouldn't call it one of our favorite places. I don't know if it's like one of the best places ever. I didn't say it's one of the best. I said it's one of our favorites. It's decent. Yeah. I don't know what else to call it when we seem to end up there 90% of the times that we go to eat places. So it's by default has to be one of our favorite it's con- places. It's, con- to it's go. a good place that's yeah. convenient. Yeah. Well, How about it, that. Anyway, that was a good time. I watched Charlie and Magoo have some beers. And you um, had some beers. I had two non alcoholic yeah. Heineken zeros. Not only were they zero, they were double zero. They were. So zero squared is still zero. Just so you know, you don't have to put 0.0. Like you just put zero. But they do. You know. But they do, which even like. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know you're not, how do you How do I know you're not an alcoholic? How do I know you are an alcoholic? I don't know. I don't even know what you just said to tell to tell you the truth. Well, exactly. This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We do a new episode every single day of the week when we want to. Go back and listen to yesterday's episode. Really fun with Rob Chatfield, the CEO of Free to Choose Network. We talked about that new Thomas Sowell documentary. Always, always fun to have that guy on. The, really, really cool guy. He loves he's, music. He plays plays bass. He's, sla- he's slapping the bass big time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always get to talk about that a little bit. So uh, go back and listen to that one. And watch the Thomas Sowell documentary called Common Sense in a Senseless World. Yes. If I remember, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. That was a really cool conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, what's going on in the world today? Do you know any any kind of news? There's lots going on, but before we get started there, what I wanted to say was aloha to our friends on the islands. Uh, we, yeah. you know, we are Hawaii's favorite morning show, so I just wanted to make sure that you know we said aloha to those people and uh, quite a big listenership in Hawaii because they like Liberty uh, in the morning. That's good. They do. So good morning, Liberty. And and we're then, happy to provide to them an, an amazing morning show. Hit that mother trucking subscribe button. Smash it if you want to. Good God Almighty. It's a great button to hit. It's, uh, I've seen other buttons out there, but this subscribe button <laughs> happens to be one of the best buttons out there that you can press. It doesn't take you, but pff, God, not even half a second. If you just think about pressing it, maybe you would subscribe to the show. Lots of new listeners coming in, so we appreciate all that. And I wonder, you know, people are probably wondering... What's going on with this, uh, you know, whole Wall Street bets thing? Maybe I think that maybe that's what the news of the week right now that everyone's talking about. It's 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 literally we've got politicians now talking about it. They're calling a they're going to have a hearing, a congressional hearing over what's going on. I don't know if you saw that. I An pulled investigation. We're probably going to develop a committee. We need a committee we, for the committees we, to talk about this. We. And then we need a new inspector general to inspect that committee of the committee. So, Charlie, tell me how this whole thing started. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you've seen a little bit of news about it. Basically, some people got together, decided they were going to stick it to the man and and show that greed was bad. That's by actually make, not how it started. By making though. a lot of money themselves. That's, that's part of it, but that's well, not well, that's really. that's what it's moved into that's now. What it's, yeah, that's what it's moved into. But how it started is actually very strange. 
But uh, let me give you guys the synopsis really quick. So uh, I was practicing this before the show, so hopefully this comes off well. Okay. So, but in a war. <laughs> this is a war. Where a, a large subreddit, <laughs> I can't even do it. No. Where a large subreddit group is taking on the hedge funds. We should create a whole movie trailer about this entire experience. I mean, this is this is history. This has really never been done before. But what's interesting, if you go back to June of 2019, so for those of you that don't know, uh, by the way, the, those who do know are in our trading class that we talk about. So go to mastermytrades.com or mastermystonks.com if you want to understand what's going on, or, or maybe you could even be in a position to take advantage of these opportunities um, where we had several people in the class make a lot of money over this week. Well, Sam said he cashed in a thousand bucks yesterday yep. on, um, on BB. That's right. I yeah. did as well. Nice. I did as well. Nice. I secured uh, a little over 6,000 in profits. Um, uh, I was up north of 12,000 at one point and I cashed in half of those profits so that I can't lose any more. Like I literally can't lose on the bets that I'm making. Um, so if you want to learn how to do that, mastermystonks.com, mastermytrades.com, we see opportunities not quite like this, but pretty much like this every single day. There was mm -hmm. another stock we were talking about this morning that ran up over a thousand percent. So y'all need to join in on that and just at least understand what's going on. So for those of you that weren't or are not part of our trading class or don't even know a word yet on what stonks are shorty shorts or anything like that, if you're trying to figure out what's going on, essentially what's happened is there was this subreddit group called wall street bets ended up gaining over 2 million followers in the subreddit group. And uh, a guy, I can't remember exactly what his, uh, what his handle is on Reddit, but back in June of 2019, essentially he, uh, he thought GameStop was undervalued. Actually, you can actually go read his entire theory. It's a long drawn out where he was like, Hey, I I think GameStop's an undervalued company because I think they're going to transition into e-commerce and you know, all these people are shorting this stock and I really think it's valuable. So he started with $50,000 and started buying call options that, by the way, expired in January of 2021. He did this in 2019. They expired tomorrow. He did this June of 2019, a year and a half, <laughs> or two and a half years almost. No, sorry, a year and a half. That expired tomorrow. He was buying call options back then, also bought shares of the stock. And he has turned that $50,000 uh, in, in GameStop to, even at its current price, he's still over like north of $20 million, which is pretty cool for him. Um, but anyway, that's how it started. And it started to get more and more attention because what he noticed along what, along with what other people noticed is that all of these hedge funds with billions and billions and billions of dollars, uh, thought that GameStop was going to go bankrupt. Now, granted, that's not a terrible bet because obviously as we get into, uh, e-commerce and people are shopping from home, you're going to see all these retailers, like Toys R Us and Macy's and JCPenney and all these places are going to go out of business more than likely unless they, unless they learn how to pivot their business model to where they stop opening up retail stores because nobody goes in to buy games at GameStop anymore that you just download it on your uh, PC. If you play PC games or you download it on your Xbox or your, your PS five, if you can get one, which you can't. So you're still downloading on your PS four. So nobody's actually going into the GameStop stores. And so the hedge funds took this massive bet, mainly being Citadel, which is uh, it has derivatives like Melvin Capital and all these other ones. Um, and so what they did is uh, they, they not only did they short the stock, 
but they also bought what what's called put options. So there's an options market inside of the stock market where you can buy contracts of whether or not you think the, the stock is going to go up or down. Um, and essentially they will, it, to me, it's like an airplane when they oversell the seats, what hmm. they can do in the, in the, in the options market is they can technically oversell the amount of shares that are available to, to buy or, or to trade essentially. And that's essentially what happened. They oversold the put options uh, with these large hedge funds. Um, and because each contract represents a hundred shares. And so they had massive amounts of put options and the short float outweighed the outstanding shares. It was like 140 something percent. There were 140% shares, uh, over what was actually available to trade. So what people started noticing was, uh, if game start starts to move up, the shorts are going to have to cover their position and to cover a short position, you have to buy out of your stock. So as people buy the stock and as it continues to go up and shorts have to buy to cover their position because they're losing too much money. Well, it sends what we call the stonk to the moon and to the moon, by the way, GameStop is up. Uh, what is it like 6,000% on the year or something like that? Uh, it was 1500 last Fif time I looked. 1500, but, yeah. but I mean, a couple, uh, last sometime last year, I think it was trading under $8 or something yeah. like that. Uh, in fact, Depends I, on what time frame you pull from. Yeah, I believe it was as low as a uh, dollar fifty or yeah. something like that, and it it hit almost a high of five hundred dollars um, yesterday and this morning. Uh, it was trading actually it did hit five hundred thirteen dollars in the pre market this morning. So that's a hell of a run. It's, and what what happens is so they what they what they were banking on is what they call the infinite short squeeze. And so you're like, well, Charlie, how can a stock be infinite, infinitely squeezed up? It's because, well, there's uh, when you buy a stock, the lowest it can go is zero. You can't you can't really go negative unless you're buying futures. But that's different. It's also a contract. The futures are contracts. But if you buy like a if you just buy a share of a company like Facebook at two hundred and twenty dollars, whatever it's at right now, two seventy um, and you just buy that one share. Well, Facebook can only go to zero, so you can only lose that two hundred seventy dollars. But if you think that Facebook's going to go down, and you and you sell, so you short Facebook at two hundred seventy dollars, and Facebook goes up to a million dollars, like there's an infinite amount that Facebook can go up. And when the when people were were buying this company, GameStop, and they were holding on to it. What, it, what that means is there were no shares available to short for the shorts to buy out of their positions. And so what that does is it just keeps raising the price up and up and up and up all of a sudden until it gets high enough to where the people who are holding start to sell their short, start to sell their shares and those shares become available for them for the shorts to buy out of. And so that's why they call it infinite. They, you have no idea where that price is going to settle at. Some people are calling for five, ten, hundred thousand dollars a share on GameStop just because of the short squeeze. Well, if if Robin hood and all the other apps have anything to do with it, that's probably hit its peak. Well, okay. We'll, so that's we'll what's see. going, that's what's yeah. going on. And then yeah. today, <laughs> um, you know, the people that were there to help you, obviously the sec and the brokerages and all these rules and stuff they got in place. Uh, they're there to help the little guy, of course. Um, well, no, they decided the, that they wanted to help all the hedge funds and make sure that they don't lose billions of dollars and you people can't do what you want to do. In the free market, by the way. And this is all originally done under the guise of stopping people from taking massive losses because there's a lot of people buying in. And this is true, this part right here. There's a lot of people buying in that have no idea what they're doing at all. 
And a lot of people are going to lose a bunch of money on it. And, but they use that idea that they are going to have to limit this so they can stop people from buying in. That's their cover story for mm-hmm. it. That's the cover. We're going to stop people from buying this stonk so they don't get in here and lose a bunch of money. But what they're actually doing is they're trying to help those hedge funds that are short a bunch and they keep losing more money the more the stock goes up. What they're doing is they're stopping people from buying the stock because when you shut off one side of the order, when people can't buy or way less people can buy, then the stock starts to go down. So while they're, they're using the message that they're going to stop people from coming in because they're trying to protect people from losing money, what they're actually doing is they're causing the stock to go down and they're causing a lot of people to lose a lot of money. They're actually causing the situation that they're acting like they're trying to stop. So much like the government does on a daily basis. Well, and explain it. So I always use like a, like if you go to like the, uh, a fish market or something like an actual, where you can actually bargain for prices and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to, to, to one of those types of markets, because if you explain it, let's say as if we can dumb it down as much as possible, it's an auction. If you go to an auction, an auction and there's an, there's exactly. an item sitting right there in front of you. Um, if people are bidding on what the price for that item is, and then all of a sudden the auctioneer says, okay, none of you buyers can say anything. That's it. And I'm going to keep auctioning off this item, but I'm going to stop you guys from bidding on it. I'm not going to allow you guys to buy it. What's going to happen? The auctioneer, if he keeps doing his job, is going to keep lowering the price. He's going to keep lowering the price, lowering it down, lowering it down, all the way down until they decide, well, you know what? Maybe it is safe for people to buy in again. So then he's like, okay, buyers, you're allowed to say something now. And so that's what's essentially happening. That's the side of the the demand side, which they're turning off right now with, with Robinhood and some of these other trading platforms. They're turning off the demand side of the auction. So the auctioneer just keep, gets to keep saying, well, I need to sell this, I need to sell this. So it's just gonna keep going down until it finds a price where people are gonna be able to buy in. And that price is just gonna be when the trading platforms decide to allow everyone to buy into it again. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's actually happening right now. Now the stock price uh, has been going down because they've shut off a massive side of the buying. And actually it's going back up right now. So that's good. Back up pretty well, good and, on the and, position. And here's that, the other problem is that uh, they shut down the platform for you, but the hedge fan, the hedge funds, the people with a lot of money can still buy behind the scenes. They've got backdoor buying power, so to speak. Yeah. Because when, there's a thing uh, called halting. So if a stock moves up or down too much, it's really arbitrary. We don't know the actual rules. It's just to randomly decide yeah. to halt stocks or not. Um, when it actually halts, like the only people who can't buy and sell those are the are retail traders, essentially. That's what they're called. Uh, so it's you and I, folks in the market that are playing around, so to speak. Uh, if you, you can't really buy or sell because it's halted for you. Although, but the hedge funds, the people in the back doors can still uh, buy and sell positions. And so that again goes against uh, everyone else. And so the subreddit group really is a there there it's a bunch of retail traders, a bunch of people who have uh, largely uh, opened up Robinhood accounts and other Webull accounts and things like that because it's a lot easier. The, those platforms make it really easy to trade on, and the stock market interest is going up. But back to what Nate was saying, like the the stock market is really just an auction. And if you think of it like like a like if you go to a market where you can you know, bargain for things. Um, essentially, when the, when the demand is high for really for one item, people are bidding on that item. It keeps going up and up and up and up. And uh, then it reaches a place where uh, people are fine paying that price. And the people who own that 
that stock that's going up and up and up, it reaches a price where they're like, okay, well, it's now's a good time to sell. I'm going to, I've made enough money. And so that, that happens all day. We, that's called price action. And so that goes up and down all the time. And it's, it's happening in real time because you have millions and millions of people trading at the same time. In fact, uh, what did GameStop had 20 billion? Yeah. Something like that. There's a lot. 20 billion. Shares trade. Quite a few shares. Um, AMC had a 1.5 billion shares traded in an hour of the market opening. So, so this is obviously a lot of inside baseball trading stuff. This might not be the episode for you, but this is really interesting. And honestly, this has been trending on Twitter. There's a billion different hash, hash, hashtags trending. There's Robin Hood, Weeble, Stop the Steal. It's trending again. Let's talk about Robin Hood. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, so there's there's all kinds of things trending. So if you want to be able to actually enter into this conversation with people and figure out where you come down on it as a libertarian. What should be done with this? What should we do? Should the government come in and regulate Robin Hood more than the probably 100,000 pages of regulations that are already over the top of the trading system in the first place? Um, I was going to go ahead and explain to you guys what short selling is in the first place and why we have it. Because Elon Musk tweeted something that I don't agree with. Elon Musk is very much against short selling. And I, to me, that well, is... And just real quick, we went. I, I was trying to go through all that to, for most people who don't understand what's going on, if we yeah. could explain just a little bit. I know it, some of it may have been too much, but I'm just trying to figure out how to give people a baseline of what actually happens in the stock market, why do the prices move and all that stuff. You have to think of it like, as you said, like an auction, as if you're going to bid on a piece of art or something, but you're bidding on a piece of a company. That's, and that's all it is. What we had now is these hedge, fund, hedge funds are losing a bunch of money. And since they've got all the inside connections with all the trading, with, with all the brokerages, they're pulling some strings to uh, get the brokerages to turn off trading on some of these things. And in an attempt, what I was telling Charlie this morning, since they're losing so much money on these shorts, they want to do anything they can before the options expire tomorrow to get the price to come down as far as possible on that stock before the options expire tomorrow because they want to lose the least amount of money possible. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can even get it back in the money for themselves before before the options expire. But, um, you know, let, let me tell you what short selling is. I have to cut you is. off because... This is going to be totally out left field. But you said pull some strings, and all I could think about was Larry the Cable Guy joke. And he's like, how'd you get tickets to the Tampon 500? <laughs> oh, well, we pulled some strings. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You never heard No, that. I never listened to any Larry, get her Larry the Cable Guy in my life. Get her dead. Never, never <laughs> once in my life, man, did I ever listen to that. So <laughs> let me tell you what short selling is real quick, and I'm going to tell you why it's important. Um Someone in the group and someone respond and say yes, just so we can do this. Um, there's this nice Gadsden flag thing behind Charlie right here. Don't uh, point looks, that out. It looks really nice. And it's not it's not racist. It's just sitting back there on a shelf, not doing anything against anyone of, of any racial group whatsoever. To this date, it's and never harmed anyone that we know It's never harmed anyone. It's just a flag that we know just of. sitting there. And so there's a nice thing back there. And so what I, what I want to know is, um, so that's Charlie's sign. And Charlie likes that sign. He wants to keep it. He owns it. In fact, he kind of thinks that if he holds on to it for another 10 years, it's going to be worth a lot more money. Maybe he can sell it then. So he owns this sign that's sitting Especially behind Especially when him. they ban it. Yeah. And so it's going to be a collector's item someday because you won't be able to find them anywhere. And he's holding on to it. But you guys want to own that sign and you can't find them anywhere, anything like that. 
And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, uh, hey, do one of you guys want to buy this sign behind Charlie? It's $10. And then someone in the group is going to say, yes, I would like to buy that sign. It's $10. I'm going to sell it to you guys. I'm going to sell it to you. Charlie doesn't want to sell it. He owns it. He doesn't want to lose his ownership of it. He wants to maintain his ownership of this thing. But but also, I want you guys to be able to have it for a minute. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, sell, I'm going to sell it to you guys. But the problem is, I don't have it. I don't have one at all. So then I go to Charlie and I say, hey, Charlie, can I borrow that sign from you real quick? I'm okay. going to give it back. I'll give okay? it back to you. I just... Just for a second. Yeah, I, I need to borrow it from you for a second. And I'm going to give it back. It's still your sign. You're going to get it back. At the end of the day, you're still going to have ownership of this sign that's back there. I want to borrow it from you for a minute. And so I take it and I borrow it from Charlie. And then I go to someone in the group and I say, hey, you guys want to buy this thing for 10 bucks? I want you to go ahead and buy this thing for 10 bucks. See, I think that the value of that sign is going to go down. Because I've actually seen the back of it. It's not very good quality. It's printed on there kind of kind of cheaply and everything. I know it's kind of going to go down. I've looked into the numbers on this thing. I know the value is going to go down on this thing. Okay. So I'm going to sell it to you guys now for 10 bucks. So I'm going to take Charlie's sign. He's going to let me borrow it. And then you guys are going to buy this thing for 10 bucks. And then the value of this thing could go up or down. Let's say over time, the value of this sign goes down. And that's what's actually going to happen. And you're ready to get rid of it now because it keeps going down. And so I say, guess what? I still owe Charlie a sign. I told him I was going to give it back to him, right? I was going to give it back to Charlie. I need to buy that sign from you. It's currently trading for $3. Can I buy that from you for $3? All right. And you're like, okay, fine. I need to get off my hands. I can spend this money on a better sign that, that I'm going to buy. And it's going to make way more money than this stupid sign. I hate this sign. And so I buy it back from you for three bucks. Now, what's really awesome is Someone paid me $10 for this sign that I didn't own. I, re I received $10 for it. And then I went and I bought it back so I could give it back to Charlie for $3. And so now I'm going to give this. Here's your sign, Charlie. There you go. You can. Here's your sign. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, here's I give, your sign. so I give it back to Charlie. I just made a cool seven bucks off this sign and I never owned it in the first place. Nope. Charlie maintained ownership of the sign the entire time he wanted to own it because he thinks it's going to go up in value this whole time so he wants to hold on it for to hold on to it for 10 years and so now i just made a cool seven bucks off of short selling that sign to someone else i borrowed it from charlie and i sold it to someone else and then i bought it back so i could give it back to charlie because i owed it to him because i borrowed it from him now what would have happened if i would have sold that sign to someone i still owed it back to charlie and the value, the government banned the sign. It became a collector's item. And on the black market, it's going for 20 bucks per sign. And Charlie says, hey. And every day it's going up to Every day it's going up. 30, it's going up. It keeps going 40. up. Charlie says, hey, I, you got that sign? I need it back, man. And I'm like, I'm kind of short a sign right now. Okay, I'm short one. But I owe it to you. So I'm going to buy it now. I'll buy it from someone. Fine. I'll buy it for 25 bucks and I will give it back to Charlie because I borrowed it from him. Now, what just happened was I lost 15 bucks on the sign because someone paid me 10 bucks for it. And then I sold and then I went and had to buy it back from someone for 25 because Charlie wanted the sign back, which means you took a sign off the market as well, which means I bought it. And then that actually probably caused the 
price of the sign to continue to go up. Now it's with $30. And now there's not just that sign out there. There's billions of them out there. And this is happening over and over again. Actually, there's millions of them, but there's billions of them in contracts. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And so they keep having to say, oh, crap, I owe this guy the sign. I got to buy it back. I got to buy it back now so I can give it back to the brokerage I borrowed it from. And so that causes a short squeeze to keep going up. And so the people like me who went short on it in the first place, as this squeeze happens, keep losing more and more money as more people are trying to cover the sign that they were short of giving back to the person that they had borrowed it from. All right. And so that is what happens when you go short on something. And it, to me, it is, a, it is a very important part of the market. Now, Elon Musk thinks it's terrible. He thinks you're stealing money from people. He thinks you're whatever. You're selling something you don't own, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the valuable purpose it serves. What if Charlie bought up all the signs and you, the little guys, wanted to own some of them but you couldn't because Charlie owned it and he's going to own all those signs for the rest of his life because they're going to keep going up in value. Because I'm a greedy CEO capitalist. And he's just going to keep all of them and they're going to keep going up in value until one day he decides I'm going to sell it because he just had a monopoly over the whole sign market and the price of it just kept spiking up like crazy. The way that you actually can stop that from happening where you guys can actually buy it and make money off of it as well is if someone like me, an evil, greedy person who thinks maybe the value of it might go down, decides to come in and say, you know what, that guy wants to maintain ownership of it, but I'm going to borrow it from him and I'm going to sell it to someone else because BLG wants to buy this sign and he wants to make money off of it for a minute. So I'm going to facilitate that. I'm going to be a short seller here in the middle. I'm going to borrow from Charlie. I'm going to allow Maurice to make money off of this while it continues to go up. And then I'm going to buy it back from him at the end of the day and give it back to Charlie. So if you don't have the short seller there in the middle, what could in effect happen is you end up one person gobbling up all of the ability to make any money off of that asset, whatever it is. And so short selling is a very important part of the market. It's been a part of the market for a really long time. And that is really to allow other people to come in. It allows more liquidity in the market. It makes it to where things really can go up and down because what would happen is Charlie would own all of them. People really want them and it's going to spike up to whatever the price is because he owns all of them and he's not willing to sell it until the thing goes up a billion percent. And no one else got to make any money in the process of that thing increasing in value whatsoever because he outlawed short selling. Okay. So that's what ends up happening. And also it's just, it's, you're supposed to be free to do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Like if I, if I asked Nate really nicely, Hey, cause you can't always short something if their brokerage doesn't allow you to borrow. You gotta be able to borrow it. Right. You have to be able to borrow it first. So if I asked Nate really nicely, like, Hey, can I borrow? Uh, your sign. I want to. I want to short your sign. Can I borrow it? My Nate, my guess. My Nate guess tells me no. Then uh, I, they I get rejected. Yeah. That this is and not so short then, sellable. This is not a borrowable stock right, right here. It's not to, available it, to borrow. It is, but it's not from you. Yeah. So then I have to go to the notorious BLG, Maurice, because <laughs> he's got one too. And I was like, hey, can I borrow yours? And Maurice is like, yeah, man, you can borrow it. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it just for for a little while if you want. So then I, then I do have that option, but, it, but to me, you know, we always talk about, and, and one thing we talk about is how capitalism, the free market gets a bad rap. It's like, it's, this isn't a free market folks. 
No, it's not. No, it's, it's not at all. And and while I think what see, this is where I get caught. I'm going to talk. I want to talk through this because I really don't know where I stand, honestly, because part of me is pissed and I'm a little emotional because I'm also in it. And although I'm really happy because I've already made really good profits and I can't lose any more money, I'm, I'm pissed because I, I, I've seen where this could go. Um, and I could have made a lot more money than I did. I also could have lost a lot of money. It's, you never know. So I'm a bit emotional about it. And I'm also upset about what's happening. I feel like there's some, some inner insider stuff going on, but at the same time, what I was telling people in the class earlier today on, on in our group is like, we knew this was a possibility. We see this all the time. I heard you on the we, phone with your friends yesterday. Yesterday, they, I was telling them yesterday, yeah. hey, take some profits. I had a buddy of mine who was up like 15 grand yesterday after he put in 500 bucks and was up 15 grand. And I was trying to help him. And I was like, look, t don't be afraid to take some profits. I don't want to tell you what to do because if I tell you to take profits, and then the thing skyrockets and you could have made a hundred grand, then you're going to be mad at me because you took half your profits. If I tell you not to take it and it dips down, well, then you're going to be mad at me because you lost some of your profits. So I didn't, I didn't want to tell anybody what to do. I just wanted to say, Hey, you know, I've, I've done this for a little while. I've seen, this isn't the only time that I've seen stocks do this. Now this is a, this is unprecedented as far as like a group of people getting together and deciding to actually target a stock that is so yeah. heavily short-sighted that they want to cause a short squeeze. But we've seen stocks run up. This happened with Tesla. Tesla was a short squeeze. Exactly. Tesla was a huge short squeeze. And we've seen stocks run up 500, 1,000%, 2,000%. We were part of Kodak last year that ran up. Fun was another one. PHUN. We've seen this in the market happen all the time. And a lot of times what will happen is either the New York Stock Exchange or the SEC or what NASDAQ. FINRA, NASDAQ, all of these regulators or the brokerages will start to restrict it. They'll halt it. They'll do an investigation. And then you bought the stock at $10. Let's say you bought it at a hundred and then all of a sudden it opens up at 20 and you just lost $80 per share of value. And they did that to protect you from losing exactly. money. On they did it, that though. to protect you to lose money, but we've seen this happen. <laughs> So because, because we know that, and the people in our trading group know that because we talk about this, you have to, you have to be cautious. I actually held, I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to puke while I say this on the podcast. <laughs> I held four contracts of GME, um, on Wednesday or Tuesday. I bought four contracts of GME options contracts on GME that when I woke up Thursday morning, yesterday, um, uh, Wednesday morning, cause today's Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. So when I, Yesterday morning, I would have woken up and those four contracts that cost me that I was risking a thousand dollars on would have been worth one hundred and twelve thousand dollars. So I could have made literally one hundred and eleven thousand dollars if I would have sold in the morning. And by the way, it went up higher than that. Yeah. Um. And and so that's like, man, that sucks that I missed out on a position that I actually held. I ended up losing six hundred dollars because what happened is I bought it. Um for I was a $1,200 total risk and the GameStop spiked down. And in that moment, uh, I literally lost 50%. And so I was down 600 and I was like, okay, that's past usually 500 or more is like kind of past my limit on the risk of the, of the trade that I was in. And GameStop is so volatile. I was like, okay, this could go to zero, like in, in an hour. And so I decided to sell and, and cut my $600 loss on that stock. 
don't worry guys, I'm still up over $6,000, but I cut my $600 loss on that. Had I had just held that till the very next day, would have made $111,000. And, and actually, you sold it at the bottom of the spike. At the doubt. very bottom. You, if you would have held it for another minute, you would have started making a ton of money on it. Right. That's true. <laughs> Literally one minute. Yeah. I was one minute away. But, but you, that, have to, you have to have a stop loss. Like exactly. You, you never know. That, this is a hard. I mean, this doesn't happen right. very often. And so you get, you can't plan on that happening. So it's not like you did something wrong. You were no. down 600 bucks. You hit a stop loss. Now, maybe you didn't have a specific place set out on the chart, a price limit, you know, and that's, so mm -hmm. that, so that's a little bit different, but, um, but that happens. Um, it's just what's happening right now really sucks because there are a lot of people who bought in. I don't know what Robin Hood is going to end up doing about this. We made t-shirts today, by the way, I'll post a link in the group. We made t-shirts today that say, uh, F Robin Hood and uh, it's done pretty it says F U feather K Robin Hood <laughs> it's uh it was done uh pretty creatively so you don't actually see the whole F word there on the uh on the shirt but uh, I'll bring up a picture of it for the people that are watching the group and, and I really do think it's cr it's it's really crappy what they're doing but at the same time do I want the government to do any regulations on this no I don't see anything the government can do that can make any of this better because brokerages listen this is not the first time this has happened this happens all the time what's happening right now is there's a lot of people who have no idea what they're doing and who have never traded stocks before and they think that this is the first time that brokerages have ever restricted trading on any stocks before and that's not the case they restrict trading on stocks all the time all the time now Robinhood actually removed it from the app for a while and Weeble did for a little bit too it wasn't just because of those apps, though. That was because of the clearing firms that those apps use. Because mm -hmm. Robinhood doesn't actually have any shares of the stock. They're just an app that you use. And then you go through this clearing firm where the actual trading is taking place. And so they lost access to the clearing firms from those stocks. And so Weeble had to take it off of there for a little bit. And they eventually put it back on, right? So, uh, But Robinhood does this all the time. There's all kinds of stocks you can search on Robinhood. It's happened to me in the past before. You can search and they're and they're not available. They're ju they're just not on there. It says this stock is not tradable on Robinhood. Yeah, it happens all the time. They restrict things so you can't use margin on them. That happens all the mm -hmm. time on volatile stocks that are moving up one, two, three hundred percent. They'll say we're not going to allow you to use margin on this. That means uh, if you've got a thousand dollars, we'll let you trade as if you have five thousand dollars. Meaning you have a thousand dollars, you can buy five thousand dollars worth of a stock. That's margin. We're not going to allow you to use margin on this, only your cash balance. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. There are probably a thousand or more stocks every single day that are restricted in some kind of a way in their trading. I just said in some kind of way on their trading. And, and so this is not the first time this has happened. I think, you, I think there's definitely some collusion here with the fact that I believe that Citadel or Citron, Citadel, yeah. the Citron, they've got close ties with Robin well, so Hood, this right? Is well, not only that, but they also, they own, I think they own like 30 or 40% of Apex, which is Apex is the, uh, the, the closing, uh, the clearing firm. And so that's what I think is actually the problem because I'm, I hate to use the word fair, but to <laughs> me, you have to, there, you need to just play by the rules. If it's going to be a free market that you're trading in, then you can't allow people who have incentive, like they have a stake in the game to manipulate. I put the shirt up on the screen, by the way, we'll see it here in a sec. Manipulate the prices. You can't let people who have a stake 
in the game manipulate the prices so that they can make sure that they save their money while screwing everybody else over at the same time. That's that's my problem with this is that it, when you start to dig in behind the scenes, um, Robinhood is uh, obviously a, a company that wants to go public uh, next year, I think. And so uh, they have uh, venture capitalists and these hedge funds that are invested in them as a company. And so then they can turn around and say, like I, I was telling a, a group of friends of mine this morning, I was like, if we could get anonymous to hack into Robinhood servers and get their email, I guarantee you there are emails flying around from these equity firms and all this stuff saying, do something about this. We cannot take a $5 billion loss, do something about this. And they, and then, then, then they did. And so uh, Robinhood, which says it's dedicated to uh, democratizing the stock market, and making it easy for it's called Robin Hood, right? <laughs> and making it easy for people to invest and and make money and and uh, you know be a a fair game or whatever. It's turned into not a fair game, and and I think I think the coolest thing about this because I always like to look at the bright side of things. You guys will will find that out is that this might be the one of the greatest things to ever happen for the libertarian movement. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more liberty lovers come out of this, I think, because uh, everyone's pissed at, you know, the SEC. And, and I think you actually see people coming together and agreeing that, you know, what they're doing uh, is wrong uh, as far as like manipulating the, the price um, of the stock so that they can get out of their short positions at a reasonable loss rather than going under. I, what I unfortunately see happening is this is just going to be a massive call for regulation and I don't know what they're going to do. But obviously, we just saw Elizabeth Warren was on CNBC earlier talking about how we're going to have to have regulation. They're talking about doing, you know, congressional hearings about this. And I don't know what kind of regulations they're going to come up with to force Robin Hood to keep stonks on their site all the time because there's tons of them that they don't have on their website. And I guarantee you, everyone checked the box saying that Robin Hood could do whatever the hell they wanted anytime they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And and so I don't. While I disagree with what they did and probably why they did it, I don't, I never, pretty much never have a situation where I think the government should come in and regulate people, the prosperity. I don't think that that is something that, that needs to be done here. I think the market's going to do this. There are going to be a lot of people. How many one-star reviews did Robinhood get today? Within a few hours, they had over a hundred thousand one-star yeah. reviews on their app. So th this is going to happen. People are going to move their money over to other bro. You can make a, you can make a, an account on TD Ameritrade. If you want to, the app is not as easy to use as Robinhood's app is that you can make an account with whatever amount of money you want to make on TD Ameritrade. They're still allowing people to buy GameStop because I bought it earlier when it dipped down all the way mm -hmm. to a hundred bucks. I bought it and I've got it right now. I bought it today. So Weeble I've, opened it back up to everyone. Weeble has it. Their only issue they said was with their clearing firm. And once that got figured out, it's back available for trading now. And so I think the market's going to solve this. If people allow it to solve it, they're just, there's going to be some people that end up getting hurt or losing a lot of money on this trading, but that's part of trading, man. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I, that is just part of it. You're buying into a, to a game that you know is slightly rigged in other people's favor, slightly rigged. That's generous. Um, very, <laughs> very rigged in other people's favor. You sign something on Robin hood. I guarantee it saying that they could do this if they wanted to. And the, 
and it's happening. And so just like Charlie was telling his friends yesterday, you need to take some profits. And, and when you buy in the GameStop yesterday or today, you need to know that it could go all the way down to what its real price should be, which is like 20 bucks. It, yeah. could, it could be at $20 tomorrow, and I know that. I own GameStop at $170 a share. It could be at 20 tomorrow, and I've accepted that. And that is what everyone's got to do before you go risk money in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Okay? so that, I even called this gamble plays. Like, I mean, you have to ride the momentum. When you can still this. sell, Joe, by the way. You, you are, you're able to get out of your positions. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well... But that's the that's the other thing they did is they only only, able to sell. You're only able to sell. So obviously they took away the the buying pressure. They took away all the people wanting to to buy, which would send the price up, which obviously, uh, you know, tunk, it tunk the stonk. Yeah, but it's been heading back up. It's been heading back up because I bet hedge firms right now in the after hours right here are starting to close out, uh, buy out of their positions. It's up at 260 right now because what I'm reading is there's still in fact, not only are there still a lot of short positions on GameStop, there were people piling in more short positions. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to keep letting them do that. I tried to buy a put contract yesterday. I didn't get filled on it, but I was trying to buy a put option for April on GameStop because this isn't going to last. Right. It's going to go back down to the price it should be. Because we've seen this before. It's, it's going to go back down. And so I was trying to buy, I didn't get filled on it because I was using Robinhood <laughs> to do the, <laughs> to do the, I use Robinhood for options. I use TD Ameritrade for the, for the normal shares of stonks. And I, and I didn't get filled on it. But, but look, even, even though the game is rigged and that makes me, that makes me angry in a way of, of like, just like do the right thing because especially if if you have a specific company motto for your company. Exactly. And like, (laughs) if it were me in charge, like I, 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 you know, I, you you can always say this because you're not the one in charge, but it's like, I mean, I feel guilty if I lie about something small, like, like honor your commitment like honor what you say you're going to do don't give in to the to uh pressure and, and and people doing other things you have to you know people appreciate uh honor and honesty and, and those types of things like don't manipulate things um in your favor i just don't understand how these people sleep at night they sleep on piles of cash that's how they yeah. do it but but um but what i'm getting at is that that's what it makes me angry about it but at the same time i'm with you i don't want the government to step in and make regulations because that's going to make things worse by the way, because the regulations there are to help the big guy, not to help you, no matter how much they tell you it'll be to help you. Go look at the history, long history of government regulations and figure out that it's not about helping you. So I don't want that. Um, and you have to realize that while it may be rigged in some people's favors and people have, uh, there's insider trading, by the way, goes on all the time and all of that. What you need to do is you just need to have that in the back of your mind and understand that. And that's what I was trying to tell my group of friends yesterday, uh, folks who weren't as familiar with trading, like, look, this is fun. I'm with you. I'm gambling. I'm going to take a risk. There's so much momentum. We saw AMC go from $5 to $25 in one day. Like this is a lot of fun and we're making a lot of money. Don't be afraid to take some profits because I know what can happen. Because the market's the market. You have to understand that all these possibilities exist. And so when you're, uh, this is what I tell people in the training class as well. Take profits on the way up. You'll never be mad at yourself for putting money in your pocket, right? Sometimes if it goes up, a, you know, a thousand percent afterwards. I mean, I could have made mad. over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in one day and that <laughs> yeah. would have been really nice. My mom wouldn't have cried. And, <laughs> and that would have been really cool because we're looking at building a house this year. So that'd been really cool. Like, Hey, I got an extra hundred thousand to go towards the house. We, 
you know, we have enough money to build a house and all that, but it's like to have an extra hundred thousand would be really, really cool. Um, so that is upsetting. But at the same time, I have friends who were up 15,000 that now are only up, you know, 2000, they still haven't lost money yet, but they were up 15 and now they're only up two. And I was up 12 and I'm still up over 6,000, even though I lost 4,000, almost $5,000 worth of profit today, by the way, they're all going back up right now, Yeah, I know. which is nice. But, uh, but th that's why you secure profits. That's why you take a little bit off the top. You put that money in your pocket, you keep it in your account, and then you can, you can take advantage of the next opportunity and take advantage of the next opportunity. There's opportunities every single day and you can always play the what if game. I mean, my God, I had a hundred share at one point I had a hundred shares of Tesla at $380. Oh, that would be worth today. That would be worth over 50 grand. <laughs> but you know what? I've made, I've probably made over five or six grand on Tesla. And I'm happy with that. You know, you know Nokia was part of this whole thing. Yeah. And I, I didn't know why, but I have a scanner that tells me when there's unusual options volume. And by the way, anyone else who's in the class who wants to get in that Facebook group, you can see the scanner. It cost me and Charlie $125 a month to have the scanner, but we stream it to you guys. For free. Um, for faux free. Well, uh, as if part of part your of class, class membership, if you're paying us, we, we stream it to you for free. And uh, I, I got Nokia a couple weeks ago because they had very unusual options volume. Now that was happening because some people knew what was about to take place. With GameStop like they were, and everything. They were working on this. Nokia was part of this. whole. There are a lot of other stonks other than GameStop, by Blackberry, the way. Blackberry, Nokia, yeah. Express, yep. AMC and I wore my Express AMC. hoodie today just to to show support <laughs> and get the get the word out there. Um, but I bought uh, options on Nokia. Uh, one contract cost thirty bucks, and yesterday Nokia had gone up so much that I could have sold the uh, one contract, let alone however many contracts he could have had. It was up at at five hundred dollars for the contract in two, in a span of two weeks. Now I sold that contract at $90 because I thought I just made a 200% game in four days. That's awesome. That's a great game. That's a, That's great, a great game. Great That's awesome. But who would have known that I could have been up 1400% 15. I don't even know what the, the math is on Probably it. I could, more. Have, I could have been up 1500% on the option if I would have known what was coming with this whole thing. But that's actually part of what we talk about too. I mean, we trade based on technical analysis and strategies and rules and stuff like that. I was in it and I didn't know any of this crazy right. Reddit stuff that was going on. I was just looking at numbers on yeah. stuff. There's nothing so wrong with saying like, oh man, that sucks that I wasn't in it. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but you can't let your emotions control that. You have to say, okay, I, I took some profit. I made a great trade because let me tell you, there are trades that can go wrong. And if you get emotional about them, and this is all part of trading psychology. If you get emotional about them and you say, okay, well, I'm going to keep holding. And in fact, I'm going to buy more down here. Cause I, you know, this thing, I was up 15,000 and I want to be up 30,000. And you start to get emotional about what happens is that there's an old saying that we've talked about before. I can't, who said this? I don't remember. Was it Milton Friedman? I don't know what the saying is. So I, the I saying is yeah. that the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. And so you can, like, let's say you keep buying the dips as a dip down. And then what if it does go to zero? Well, then you, not only did you lose your initial investment of a hundred or 500 or a thousand or $10,000 or whatever you put in, but then you kept adding to it and you add into it and, that, and, and you're getting emotional about it. I think that it, was rather. Stalin that said that. I'm pretty sure. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so while 
you know, look, I would have loved to, I mean, that would be like hitting a, a small lottery. Like it would have been really cool. You being up 2000%, which would have been, God only knows 10, $20,000 you would have made on Nokia. Like all that's really cool. The what ifs are really cool, but you have to be happy with taking the profits on the way up. And so, you know, I want people that, that are interested in this to obviously learn about it. Um, and also to understand what's going on and then make sure that when you, if you want to jump on the train, because I know a lot of people did who have never traded before just started jumping in, uh, to at least understand that. And you can't play the what if game like, yeah. Oh, well, what if, you know, Citron didn't own the clearing house and what if they didn't, what if Robin hood didn't do it? There's only, there's always those what ifs it's, you know, you have to be willing. I always tell people and we tell them in the class that you want to put money into trading that you are willing to set on fire. Okay. <laughs> because there's plenty of opportunity to make money. We've all made money. People in the class have made money. I've made money. Nate's made money. There's plenty of opportunity to make money. However, there is that chance that you could lose everything. And so you have to be willing in a way it's like gambling, but it's, it's a lot more technical than that, but you have to be willing to set that money on fire essentially. Well, uh, let me tell you guys just a little bit of the news side. There's a little feud between AOC and Ted Cruz that was really funny going on with this. So it's so ridiculous. I'm going to go over some of the news I just, here. I just, my mind is blown. So I just can't. Politicians are jumping all over this. And, and that's what politicians do because they need to get votes. And so when there's a lot of people getting screwed over, they need to make sure they can get those votes. And, and that's what that's what they want to do. Trust so, in me, I'll protect yes, you from GameStop. In a, you are in a bad way right now. You know what? If I had the power to fix this, I would totally do it for you, man. I, I would. So give me that power. So from CNBC, lawmakers from AOC to Ted Cruz are bashing Robinhood over its GameStop trading freeze. You can skip over some of this since we already went over a bit. Lawmakers from both parties criticized Robinhood on Thursday after the California-based financial services firm announced it had restricted its customers' ability to buy stock in GameStonk and other companies whose shares have been driven up by retail investors. Robinhood announced earlier in the day that it had limited trade in GameStop and other stonks targeted by investors on the irreverent Wall Street Bets Reddit forum. Investors from the message board had sent shares of the video game retailer up 1,500% in the process pulling off a... a a squeeze for the hedge funds. A tumultuous. Is that what? It, that's not. They're oh, L's. calamitous. You're, yeah, calamitous. your L's are in the I'm wrong. Sorry. Are in the wrong syllables a there. Calamitous. In a reversal, shares of GameStonk tanked on third. I literally GameStonk is what comes out of my mouth, and I don't even try to do it because that's what Elon tweeted. Yeah. So that's just what I say. Thursday after restrictions were put in place, so it did come down a bunch after they put the restrictions in place. Because guess what? When you remove the buyers from the market, the the stonk's going to come down. All right. That's one of the only times a stock could come down. Not right. only did you remove the buyers, <laughs> but you allowed them to sell still. That's yeah. all they could do. Uh, Representative Ro Khanna, Democrat, California progressive who represents Silicon Valley, called for more regulation and equality <laughs> in financial markets in a statement about Robin Hood's move. I mean, what are they going to do that they, they literally you can't force the brokerage to offer shares for all of these different companies if they don't want to offer people to trade a certain company. It's anyway. Quote, while man, man the, the, they sure do know how to capitalize on people's emotions. Oh, yeah, for sure. You think any of these people give two 
S words about what's going on right now other than getting people's votes. This person was probably one of the ones that sold their shares before the pandemic because they knew it was coming. While, quote, while retail trading in some cases, like on Robinhood, blocked the purchasing of GameStonk, hedge funds were still allowed to trade the stock. Imagine that. And that that is the case. And that is uh, unfair. I don't know what we're going to do about it uh, at all. Your brokerage has certain contracts with certain clearing firms, and and that's just the way that it works. Robinhood does not own any shares of, well, they prob- they might own some shares of it. I don't know what their portfolio is as as the company, but they're not the ones that are actually selling you the GameStop shares. They're an app that you use. Okay, that's that's what they are. Quote, instead of investing in future technologies to help America win the 21st century, Wall Street poured billions into shorting this stock to crush this company and put workers out of business. (laughs) The future of this Country lies in that access and equality across every sector of our economy. So realize what Ro Khanna is saying here, that investors were pouring billions in the shorting the stock so they could crush the company and put workers out of business. Now, I'm not even going to check and see if she if she would support GameStops being open for business all around the country right now because she probably wouldn't. Yeah, she probably thinks all of them need to have their doors closed. Okay, put a mask over the building. But let's yeah, let's make sure we demonize Wall Street for trying to put workers out of business. Good, gosh, Almighty, good Lord, Representative Rashida Tlaib. A member of the Financial Services Committee went further. Do you guys really want to have a government where Rashida Tlaib is a member of the Financial Services Committee? Do you really want the government regulating any of these brokerages? Because she's on there. I know. (laughs) Like, you really think that the government needs to regulate any of this stuff? Rashida Tlaib, member of the Financial Services Committee, went further, calling Robinhood's move beyond absurd and demanding a hearing on Robinhood's market manipulation. Now, they are manipulating the market but they do always restrict certain stocks from trading. There are always stocks that are restricted on Robinhood, depending on what their volatility is. So, and probably on what kind of a deal they can get from the clearing firm. But I don't disagree that this was a calculated manipulation. Oh yeah, it was. Definitely calculated on their part. Quote, they're blocking the ability to trade to protect Wall Street hedge funds, stealing millions of dollars from their users to protect people who use the stock market as a casino for decades. You know, that's, that's all... That's all pretty true. They are trying to protect Wall Street hedge funds. Uh, stealing millions of dollars. Questionable verbiage there, wordage there. Um, the, the, the dollars weren't, you know, there's never a for sure case that the, that the stonk is going to go up. Okay. And this is always something that happens when a, when a stock goes down. You can lose a lot of money. And before you put money into the market you need to be willing to lose that money before before you do it. And you need to, like we talked about this whole time, AOC, who also sits on that same committee. Okay, I'm going to come out vehemently against the government having anything to do with regulations about this. Okay? I couldn't agree Not more. a single regulation will I support from the government on this. Not, not a one of them. I am anti-regulation. AOC, who and, is also on the T- Financial T- Services Committee. Anti-reg. Anti-reg. I'm anti-reg. Antira. 
<laughs> says she would support a hearing if necessary, condemning Robin Hood's move as unacceptable. The anger directed at Robin Hood comes as a trading GameStop and other. We already talked to you guys about all of this. Melvin Capital, one of the hedge funds short on stock, said it had closed its position on Tuesday afternoon after taking a huge loss. Two firms, Citadel and no, there was, there was a Citadel there, and 0.72 infused the fund with nearly $3 billion amid the squeeze. So they needed $3 billion in cash so they could pay their bills. <laughs> did, uh, did Melvin Capital there. Mm -hmm. Robin Hood, whose name recalls the mythical thief who stole from the rich to give to the poor, has stylized itself as a democratizing force in the markets. Senator Ted Cruz seized on Robin, Hood, Robin Hood's branding in a post Thursday morning on Twitter. Uh, using it's the news that he used a certain emoji. Uh, Cruz posted a March 16th tweet from Robin Hood declaring, let the people trade. That's the problem, you know. You go out there and present yourself as a certain kind of company. You got an old tweet saying, let the people trade, alongside its statement announcing restrictions on GameStop and AMC. Cruz later reposted AOC's tweet on his own page, writing, fully agree. Now this is where it starts to get... Oh my God. Now is where it starts to get crazy. Okay, so AOC, uh, Ted Cruz retweeted AOC and said he agreed with her. Here's AOC's response. In response, AOC said to Cruz, quote, almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out and then call on him to resign. It's all about unity, though. This is going to make <laughs> dumb bleep tomorrow. This is going to be in there. She literally said as a response to his retweet that Ted Cruz tried to have her murdered three weeks ago, so she didn't want any response from him on the matter. As if Ted Cruz wasn't also in the building, in the same building and like that he, you were in. And like he directed anyone to go in there and, and try to kill anyone. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is the big lie. When I, when I saw this, I was like, you've got to be, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> this can't be happening. We, you know, we're going to call for unity here. And then when someone says fully agree, hey, great idea. We disagree on a lot of things, but hey, fully agree with that, what you said, uh, which I'm not sure I agree with everything she said, but then she's going to immediately hit back and say, and then, then you wonder why people on the other side of the aisle that aren't as rational want to want to punch back. Yeah. You wonder why? Because you can say, God, it's almost like, you know, like if you like, you know, we're friends and we disagree on something, but then I'm like, Hey man, I love you. And then you just punch me in the face. Yeah. Or it's like that scenario I've been talking about like what? forever. All I said I, was, I love you. It's the two siblings in the backseat of the car. And one of them's like putting their finger, almost touching the other one's face <laughs> moving around, like just sitting here doing this. And then one of the siblings hauls off and, and punches the other one in the arm. And then he is the one that gets in trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah, it's it's all you know. Republicans are the only ones about uh, division. The Democrats are all about unity. Even though here's clear proof that I can't believe she actually typed those words. Oh, and hit trust me, she's send. she's given up on worrying about what dumbass words she types. I just that's, I just can't even. Now the actual thing that's going to help this there is there are customers who are suing Robinhood. This can be taken care of in the market and through lawsuits. We'll see whether or not Robinhood has the ability to restrict trading in the middle of a rally 
on a certain stock if they want to, because it's going to go through the court system. There's several customers who are filing. There's going to be a class action lawsuit. If you do lose a lot of money, by the way, I've get stuff in the mail all the time that says, hey, there was a class action lawsuit on XYZ stock. And it, if you lost money on it, then sign your name here. You're entitled to get compensation back from the thing. It happens two years later. It happens. But a couple of years from now, a lot of people could be getting some some letters in the mail saying, hey, if you lost money on GameStop, you were in a position and then and then Robin Hood did what they did, then you're entitled to some money from them through this lawsuit. They went through the courts. This could potentially put Robin Hood out of business. And then if Robin Hood sees that this is a possibility that they could end up having to pay out billions of dollars in the class action lawsuit, guess what? They either go out of business or they don't do this anymore. And then you never have to do any regulation from the government. Exactly. And that's the way that you actually solve the problem without ever having AOC on the financial services committee decide what kind of regulations there needs to be on the market over this whole thing. So I don't know. We're over an hour, man. That was a pretty good, it, it was a pretty good infomercial for the what? class. I felt like <laughs> Jeff said, you said it already. Just stop using them. Yeah. I can't believe we're already over an hour. Wow. Yep. yep, like yep. We're just getting going on this. Yeah. It's a, it's four Oh five, man. Yeah. I mean the whole thing, we could obviously talk about this for a while, but you know, I try not to make it an infomercial about the class, but this is something that we talk about every single day. So um, if you, you came to the right place, if you <laughs> wanted to figure out what's going on on all the trendy news on Twitter. And the, it doesn't have to be an infomercial for the class. This is so when you're, when you're Twitter warring with people later, you can have a little bit more knowledge of how this actually works. So you can be as informed as possible yeah. Uh, when talking about what needs to be done about this. And I'm sure you guys oh, you probably didn't need that. Of course. That's what we're doing. I do, of course, want you to sign up for the class because that's something that we offer. It's something we sell. So we make money. That's part of our jobs. So, of course, I do want you to sign up, but it's because I want you to learn. It's not because I just want to take your money. We, you know, we have several people in the class uh, that are making money. So it's not it's not like we want to just take your money. We want you to learn these things because we think it's important. We think it's important for liberty to understand uh, how to be financially free, how the markets work, how all of this goes, so that when you do decide to jump on a momentum train that's happening, you can you know a way that you can make money without losing anything, without losing your profits. You can learn all of this thing, and you can always play the what if game. I mean, God, if if you know, if my mom just would have bought Apple for me when I was born in 1988, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire by now. But she didn't do that. So mm. you can always play the what Shame. if game, you know, what if I jumped on this and what if I did that? But, you know, you can learn. And if you ever decide like, hey, I want to jump on, at least you have some knowledge. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Just maybe turns out he got me invested in some kind of fruit company. <laughs> and one day I got a letter from them saying, we ain't got to worry about money no more. <laughs> and I was like, good. One less thing. One less thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that is, then you shouldn't be listening right now. Yeah. Cause you probably stopped listening a long time ago because you're like, what the heck are they saying? Yeah. And so you're not here anyway. I think, but I think this is important for obviously for Liberty. I think it's important um, that you understand money and you understand the markets and uh, we can offer that to you for cheap. So, but you don't have to sign up for the class. Uh, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what happened, why it happened and what's potentially going to happen. Now, I, I, of course I hope that we don't see any regulations, but more than likely we're going to see some extra 
regulations come down the pipeline because that's what government does best. The thing I, I think they'll they'll try to do is they're going to limit the amount of margin you can use to short stocks. And uh, that is what they will, I think that's what they'll end up trying to target is people using borrowed money to go short on these companies and ending up more than the amount of shares that are available to even trade being shorted on a stock and creating the situation that's happening in the first place. I think that is an easy thing for them to target because they've already got all the all of the bureaucracy is in place for them to come in and do that really quickly. So I, I do think that's one thing that we'll see. Uh, but the point of the the point of the class, and I'm sick of talking about it now, but it's not for us to say buy this stonk. It's for you to learn when you can figure out to buy it. We got people in the class that made a lot of money over the last couple of days. And we barely told any of them what we were doing because honestly, I didn't trade much of these stocks at all. I, I didn't. Charlie, Charlie did, but I require a rigid set of rules. And what happened over the last couple of days did not follow any rules whatsoever. And well, I mentioned the play to our group and I yeah. said, this is a gamble. Yeah. But I'm willing to, to gamble because there's so much momentum behind it. And it ended up paying off. But I literally said, hey. This is a gamble. I know Sam was one person who took the BlackBerry gamble with me and it paid off. He made $1,000. I made like almost $2,000. Um, and so I said, hey, these are gamble positions. AMC, I made the most money off AMC. Um, I, I don't remember what I'm up. It's over $4,000. I'm still uh, up on my position on AMC. Um, I've made money off Express and BlackBerry. All the stocks that were mentioned in the subreddit, I decided to take a small gamble on them. Um, and I think all in... All in total, I was uh, risking, like if everything went to zero, I was risking like 1500 bucks. And so far, I've put in about 6500 in my pocket um, with the hopes of things uh, going a little bit better, which right now Express is going up. It's about to hit $6. <laughs> AMC is going back up. GameStop's going back up. All in aftermarket. So I'm obviously hoping that this gamble still kind of plays off, pays off a little bit. But that's what I put on there is that this isn't, this is not typical but hey, I'm I'm going to gamble these plays because there's so much momentum if you want to join me. But remember, this is money you're willing to set on fire. It's not it's not part of our typical technical analysis, but you can use everything that you learn in the technical analysis to play these types of moves. And uh, all right, guys, now that we finished our hour long advertisement for the it's, class, let's get not. to some political news real quick. <laughs> now go to mastermytrades.com or mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20, SAVE20 to get 20% off your first two months. You get to join the private Facebook group soon to be this amazing Discord server as soon as I figure out how to use Discord. I've been working on it all day. That is a complicated and insane website, and it's very impressive, all the things that can be done on that website. I got to tell you, I'm kind of old, I guess, because I... <laughs> It's I'm slow learning on how to use Discord. I don't uh, use it for anything. It's not that bad. You're and doing well. I'm figuring it out. You're and doing the, well, the server's almost set up. I just sent Charlie a test invite to it. And so you guys are going to have that. We're going to switch over to using Discord all the time. And you can even go live inside of Discord. I didn't even know that. We might end up doing it for the podcast, for all I know, because they have zero latency live streaming on Discord. So we might just end up using that. But anyway, you're going to get access to all that stuff. Go to mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20 to get 20% of your first two months. Will you come and see us? Not only that, but uh, you also have um, 
the uh, free days. So yeah. you get two free days just to view what's going on. And then you also get a seven day free trial plus 20% off your first two months. There's literally no reason not to sign up. It's never been a better time to understand what's going on. Nate and I are going to be posting a lot of videos uh, over the next couple of weeks that explain all this. I'm going to go over the trades I took, why I took them, where I took profits. Um, I'm going to go over the alerts that I did, um, what I got going on and other stuff. Nate's going to do the same thing, uh, you know, with Nokia and some other stocks. I'm, a, I'm in Nokia as well right now. I'm still holding. But we're going to go over all of this and explain exactly why we did what we did. And so there's ne literally never been a better time to uh, to join. And I'm not just trying to sales pitch you. I'm, I'm literally think that this is so important. Uh, it's so important that this is what we do every single day. So master my stonks. Uh, it should maybe make like mastermygamestop.com or something like that. <laughs> master GameStop. Anyway, mastermystonks or mastermytrades.com. Also sign up for the Patreon group. Folks in the Patreon group get to interact with us live, ask us questions. It is so much fun to be part of Patreon. And plus, you can save 15% if you sign up for the entire year. It's only five bucks a month, and you are supporting Liberty more than you know. Just yeah. like we were telling Magoo last night, we were hanging out at Jonathan. Exactly. Would not want to do the podcast without the live group. I know. It's. It would, I, I would not even be interested in doing the podcast if we didn't have the live group. And if you're in town, out. you have a chance to meet us because you could just say, email us and, and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to be in town. Do you guys want to grab dinner? Come on down or to you Nashville. Hang out. We got so messed up last night. We didn't remember what happened. <laughs> We're supposed to be planning a pool party. I think at Nate's yeah. house this summer, bring your own pool. <laughs> BYO, BYOP. Yep. <laughs> Um, um, but anyway, we're going to try to get together. So join the Patreon group so you can be part of that. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. And then uh, share the show with a friend. We got uh, listeners coming in, all kinds of new people. So share the show. Leave that rating and review. Five stars, not like one, not one star like on Robin Hood. Uh, leave five stars for us. And if you do all of that, my good, dear, lovely late ladies and gentlemen and friends, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. You stay close. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh